0: We're located in the Mark and Media Building. It's located at 203 East College Avenue, Suite C in Divine, Texas. Plus, if you need to get any other information from the church, you can do all of this at our church website at calvarydivine.org. That's calvarydivine.org. Here's today's teaching. And, and we're gonna be in Mark chapter two, verse 23. And we're gonna be talking about the Sabbath today. The Sabbath. It says, one Sabbath he was going through the grain fields, and, and as, he, as they made their way, his disciples began to pluck heads of grain. And the Pharisees were saying to him, Look, why are they doing what is not lawful on the Sabbath? And he said to them, Have you never read what David did when he was in need and, and was hungry? He, and he, uh, when he was hungry, he and those who were with him, how he entered the house of God in the time of Avatar, the high priest, and ate the bread of the presence, which is not lawful for any priest, but uh, priest to eat, and also gave it to those who were with uh, with him. And he said to them, The Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. So the Son of Man is, is the Lord even of the Sabbath. Let's pray. Uh, Father God, we thank you so much for today. Uh, We thank you so much just for uh, just being able to be here in divine. There's our train. Lord, we thank you. We thank you that those unique little things that make this a church, even having the train go by uh, every Sunday or Wednesday, it's a blessing uh, for us to be able to come together. We pray for each person here. We ask, Lord, that you would just continue to be with them, bless their marriages, bless, bless their families, for those that are watching online, Lord, we pray that as well. I pray, Lord, that one of the things we're going to talk about today is rest. And Lord knows this country uh, is not in a restful state, and and many of us are always busy. And and uh, so I just pray, Lord, you you teach us, you show us what application you need us to to learn from this. Um, if there is us needing rest, then then show us that. Um, But I do pray. I lift up uh, this city to you. I pray for divine. I pray for our mayor, our city council. I pray for peace. I pray for that divide to be mended, uh, for peacemakers to come. We pray for the night of worship. We ask, Lord, as we are finalizing the dates and already had worship leaders that are willing to step in and do, we're we're just blown away uh, that they're wanting to do that. And so we, we, we pray for it. We ask that you be with Marcus and me as we are planning this thing. Um, we want it to be led by the Spirit, not by us. Lord knows there's enough things in the church that are being done by man, and that's not what we want. And so we uh, we pray for a movement of the Holy Spirit throughout this city, and we just ask that in Jesus' name. Amen. Go ahead and be seated. Alrighty, So I entitled this, A Distinctive Sabbath Answer. A Distinctive Sabbath Answer. Uh, we'll look at it in three parts. Disciples plucked Pharisees' question in verses 23 and 24. David ate the bread in verse 25 and 26. And then a definite answer on the Sabbath in verse 27 and 28. So last week, remember, we left off and we were talking about old patches and new patches and old wineskins and new wineskins and Jesus being the uh, bringing in the, the new uh, relationship of, of grace and and, and we talked about there's going to be two things that will happen when, a, uh, when you meet Jesus during this time. You're either going to have your heart soften or your heart's going to harden. You're going to, you'll, you'll either soften and follow Christ or your heart's going to harden and you're going to grow bitter and angry towards God. And, and we see that in our culture today. And, and what I love about this is Jesus is the complete opposite of the religious leaders. So not only has he grabbed a couple of zealots, you know, people that were ready to overthrow the government, right? So he, he got Peter. And so then he goes and he grabs a tax collector, somebody the religious leaders never would have picked, right? And then he goes and he sits and he reclines with tax collectors and sinners. The thing is, is that at, at this time, remember, the religious leaders are adding heavy burdens to the people. And, and Jesus is showing them that grace is here. And, and, and for us, our pursuit in Christ should be holiness, but having joy to be able to actually serve the Lord. To have joy that we have a relationship with Christ, to live in obedience and grace and, and, and not have... Remember, we talked about them having that agonizing face when they would fast. They would, because they wanted everybody to know how, how painful it was they were fasting. And, and it's just turning people away from, from Christ. And so for us, one of the things that we'll look at is we look at the disciples pluck. In verse 23, it says, On uh, one Sabbath he was going through uh, the grain fields, and as they made their way, his disciples began to pluck heads of grain. So the first thing we need to do is we need to address what the Sabbath is. Right? This is the first mention of the Sabbath in the book of Mark. It's going to be mentioned a few more times. Uh, and, and so the Pharisees, what would, they were telling them is they're, you're doing something that's not lawful on the Sabbath. And the Sabbath, all the Sabbath was, was just uh, from, and they still practice this today in, in Jewish culture. It's from sunset on Friday uh, to sunset on Saturday. And they refrain from work. But what happened is, is, is they've added all these extra laws to it. The rabbis did. And we know that in Genesis chapter 1, verse 30, 31, and, and we'll go into the Genesis chapter 2, we'll kind of get an idea of why the Sabbath is there. And, and, and it was made uh, by God. And it says in, in Genesis chapter 1, verse 31, And God saw everything that He has made. And behold, it was very good. And there was evening, and there was morning the sixth day. And then move to chapter 2, and verse 1, it says, Thus the heavens. And the earth were finished, and all the host of them. And on the seventh day God finished His work that He had done, and He rested on the seventh day from all His work that He had done. So God blessed the seventh day and made it holy, because on it God rested from it uh, from all His creation that He had done in creation. So God rested. God does not rest, right? But what He was doing was He was enjoying what was created. Right. And so for us, the Sabbath is actually six days of, and this is what the beauty of how much God loves us. It's like He wants you to rest. He was like, hey, six days of work, and then I want you to take rest. I want you to see the fruit of the labor for those six days. And and I I don't want you to be preoccupied with other stuff. I want you to be able to spend time, and the Sabbath was actually to be to be together, to be spending time with family. And, and and to actually look at what God has provided and and done in those six days. We know it was a commandment the Sabbath, in Exodus chapter twenty verses eight through ten it says, "Remember the Sabbath day, to keep it holy. Six days you shall labor, and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work, you or your son or your daughter, your male." servant your female servant your or your livestock or your sojourners who is within your gates so he's saying it doesn't matter if you're rich you're poor doesn't matter if you're a foreigner doesn't matter if you're an animal you're taking rest right that's how he looked at it and we we saw this this past week in nehemiah chapter 9 verse 14 and you made known them your your holy sabbath and commanded them commandments the statues and the law by Moses, your servant. So honestly, Sunday started work for them. And so we see them on the Sabbath. One Sabbath, he was going through the grain fields, and they they made their way. Uh, His disciples began to pluck the grain. And, And so basically what they're doing is they're just getting enough to eat. Now, is this against the law in America? You may get shot you go do this in somebody's land. But during the time of Jesus, you could do this. You are allowed to get enough to eat. You are allowed to. And it's in Scripture. It's in Deuteronomy chapter 23, verse 25. It tells it, it, God gives the Scripture for it. If you go into your neighbor's standing grain, you may pluck the ears with your hand, but you shall not sickle your neighbor's standing grain. So basically, what he's saying is look, You can get enough to eat, but don't start bringing bags and start sickling the the grain. You're allowed to get enough to to fill you up if you're hungry. And, And one of the things that I love about this, I don't know if you caught this, it says on the Sabbath, He was going through the grain fields. Jesus was going through the grain fields. And what were the disciples doing? They were following Him. And they felt enough freedom and grace... To actually do something that they knew the religious leaders would have had a problem with. Because they were following who? Jesus. They weren't, they weren't bound by the law no more. They were, they were focused on their relationship with Christ. And so for us, one of the things I love, and, and Paul talks about this in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 1. Be imitators of me as I am of Christ. They weren't constrained. They had freedom. We have freedom as Christians, and I think sometimes we try to put those yokes of slavery on people, of your convictions. And in Galatians chapter 5, verse 1, it says, For freedom uh, Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to the yoke of slavery. See, when, I'm, when I give my life to Christ, I, I'm in a relationship with Jesus. I'm not, I'm not living for the law. I couldn't keep the law. And that's for us. We need to remember as, as the disciples follow, we should be following. Now we see that the disciples plucked. We Now here comes the Pharisees with a question. In verse 24 it says, And the Pharisees were saying to him, Look, why are you doing what is not lawful on the Sabbath? Now first, if we go back and we read Deuteronomy 23-25, were they doing what was lawful on the Sabbath? No. They weren't. But because of Jewish law, they added upon it, the rabbis, because people would ask, How do, what does it mean to keep the Sabbath? What does it mean to, what can I and can I do? Well, guess what? Rabbis went ahead and decided to add to God's law. And, and, and so they were breaking the law of the Sabbath. they were actually considered to be reaping a harvest, is what they said. If you're doing this, you're reaping a harvest, but that's not what they were doing. They were following the law. But see, they couldn't keep it. And, 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 and when you read the Sabbath laws, and, and some of these things are still practiced today, you can't press a button. You live on the 40th floor. You can't hit a button on the Sabbath on the elevator. You'd be breaking the Sabbath. you got to walk down those stairs. I can guarantee you, you better have everything on Friday, right? Or you're not coming out of there till Saturday afternoon. People were forbidden to travel more than 3,000 feet, right? They couldn't carry an object that weighed more than a dry fig, but they were allowed to carry in an object that, were, that, were, uh, that was half the weight They could carry it twice. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. You, could, you couldn't eat anything larger than an olive. Right? I guess you've got to cut everything up. You're not allowed to tie knots. If a building fell, and, and I'm not trying to, uh, you know, now I'm thinking about this, this. When I put this together, was before all that happened in Florida. But if a, if a building fell, and this is how crazy the Sabbath was, they were only allowed to move enough rubble to see if the per- there was somebody inside, and if there was somebody inside, if they were alive, they could remove them, just enough to get them out. If they were dead, they had to leave them until after the Sabbath. That was Jewish law. And see, we need to be careful that we don't place our convictions as Christians on other people. This is one of the things that we can do as believers. And I'll give you a, an example. I went to go teach at another church here in Texas and the, the, one of the, the people from the board and, and some of the people from the church met, met us on Saturday to have dinner. And the guy sitting next to me, right in front of me, decides to order a beer. Now, I have a conviction for alcohol. My son will tell you, I, I've never drunk in my life. I grew up with an alcoholic father, an alcoholic grandfather. And my dad was an angry drunk. I don't want nothing to do. If I took a sip of it, I'd be gone. And that's a conviction that God has given me. Right? He had his beer. I'd never say anything to him. It's, he's allowed to. And see, it would have been very easy for me to put my conviction on him and say, Dude, what are you doing drinking in front of me? He didn't know I had that issue. Because uh, he could have been putting a stumbling block in front of me, but he didn't know me. We just met and see how easy it is to start trying to put your own laws on people how about radio how about you get in somebody's car and they got yacht rock on right little yacht rock and you're like man are you a christian or what why aren't you listening to christian music you need to turn the station you're going to go to hell for listening to that music you'll have people that do that but what are they doing that's a conviction that god had given them and you can't put your convictions on other people. That's what the Pharisees were doing, the religious leaders. And so those are two examples for us. Remember, we, 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 we're, our authority is the Word of God. Okay? And our convictions are what God gives us individually. Now, if that person would have got drunk in front of me, on Sunday we would have had a conversation. Because it tells you in Scripture what? Not to be drunk of wine but to be filled with what the holy spirit then we could have had that conversation but he only had the one beer so he didn't get drunk in front of me he wasn't you know so at the end of the day i gotta let that go there's grace right somebody bust open a a glass of wine in front of you don't freak out and say man get out you know what's wrong with you you know you gotta you gotta understand uh, like we we walk by the spirit we walk by the Spirit, and we don't gratify the desires of the flesh, and that's in Galatians five sixteen. And all. we have to remember that. I mean, I love Galatians five uh, five eighteen. It says, "But if you're led by the Spirit, you're not under the law. If you're if you're being guided by the Holy Spirit, God, the power of the Holy Spirit will tell you you're not supposed to be doing this. You'll know. I got to let that go. It's okay. And and, and so what we see now is we see David eating the bread in, in our second point in verse 25 and 26. The, the, here they are and they're 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 saying that the disciples are breaking the Sabbath and so now Jesus is going to teach them. But what does He teach them with? His response is with what? The Word of God. He responds with the Word of God. He, he tells them in, in verse 25, He says, And He said to them, uh, Have... Have you never read what David did when he was in need and, and was hungry? and he, uh, When he was in need and he was hungry, he, he and those who were with him, how he entered the house of God in the time of Abathar the high priest and ate the bread of the presence, which it was not lawful for any priest, but to eat and also give it to those who uh, were with him. So again, one of the things we see is Jesus answers the question with what? A question, right? So he gives them a question back at them. Here's your answer and here's a question back to you. Now this would have been hard for these religious leaders to, to see or hear because who, who do they love? King David. They love King David. Those religious leaders, would have that would have been like the worst example <laughs> that Jesus could have gave them. But he did. And that goes back to 1 Samuel chapter 20. Let's see what happened so we can get a better picture of what, what Jesus is trying to cover here. In First Samuel chapter 20 and verse 30, it says Then Saul's anger was kindled against Jonathan, and he said to him, You son are a perverse, rebellious woman. Do, not, do, I, uh, do I not now uh, know that you have chosen the son Jesse to shame, uh, to Jesse to uh, your own shame and to shame, your, uh, shame of your mother's nakedness? For as long as uh, as the son of Jesse lives on earth, neither uh, neither you nor your kingdom shall be established. Therefore, send and bring him to me, for he surely uh, he shall uh, surely die. And so what he's talking about is David. Saul's going to kill David. And David has to take off. He has to go. And David didn't have time to grab provisions. He's hungry. And David shows up in 1 Samuel chapter 21. In verses 4 through 6, and we get a better picture of what's happening here. And it says, And the priest answered David, I have no common bread on hand, but there is holy bread. Right? If the young man uh, have kept themselves from women, and David answered the priest, Truly, uh, women have been kept from us. Always, when I go on an expedition, the vessels of the young man are holy and when it, when it is ordinary journey. And he says, how much more today will the vessels be holy? And he says in verse 6, uh, So the priest gave him the holy bread, for there was no bread, uh, but the bread uh, of the presence which is, the re- uh, which is removed from, the, uh, from before the Lord to be replaced by hot bread on the day it was taken. And so what we see is one of the things that you get from this is, what does the priest ask him? Have you been holy? And he says yes. So the priest it, it tells him, you know, I have the bread. Here's the bread. And, and what Jesus is, is doing is he's trying to get them to look at this through how to, handle, how to handle things through the word of God. Right? We have examples in the word of God that we can go to and look at. And, and that's what we should be doing. Uh, you know, it, he never encourages, encourages anyone to willfully disobey a direct teaching of Scripture. But what does he use? He uses Scripture to back it up. And then the showbread would have been the twelve loaves. They would have been holy. And they were prepared every Sabbath. Uh, there were twelve loaves that, uh, that each represented the, the twelve tribes of Israel. And they're a reminder to Israel of the Lord's presence among the people and the dependence upon Him of their physical needs. But on the Sabbath day, after the Sabbath day was over, guess who ate the bread? The priest. It got eaten. And, and, and so what, what we're seeing here is Jesus is trying to make, give us, to get a clear picture of our, our human needs are more important than legalistic needs of the law. Right? And and, and and we see this in Luke chapter 13. Because Jesus deals with something on the Sabbath. And, and, and I mean, he deals with it very harshly. Uh, in Luke chapter 13, verse 10, it says, Now he was teaching in, in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath. And behold, there was a woman who had a, dis, a disabling spirit for 18 years. She was bent over and could not fully straighten herself. And when Jesus saw her, called her over and said to her, Woman, you are freed from your disability. And he, he laid his hands on her, and immediately she was made straight, and she glorified God. Now I want you to get in Luke chapter 13. This is the religious leader's response in verse 14. What is the young lady doing? She's glorifying God. What is the religious leader going to do? But the ruler of the synagogue, indignant because Jesus had healed on the Sabbath, said to the people, "There are six days in which work ought to be done. Come on those days and be healed, and not on the Sabbath day." And then the Lord answered and answered him and says, "You hypocrites! Does not each of you, uh, on the Sabbath, untie his ox or his donkey from the, man, uh, from the manger and lead it away uh, to water, uh, to water it? And not, not this woman, a, a daughter of Abraham, uh, Abraham, whom Satan bound for 18 years, be loosed from the bond on the Sabbath day. So Jesus was upset, and this is bothering me down here. I'm going to fix this real quick. Jesus was upset, and, um, and you have the woman who is glorifying God, and the religious leader stops her from glorifying God so he can be angry, that the person was upset. And what does Jesus call him? Hypocrite. You hypocrite. And, and, and this is going on today. This is going on today. It, it, one of the things we have to be very careful is we cannot tell people to do something that we're not going to do. Especially as a Pastor. When I go through these scriptures and I start reading them, I'm blown away half the time because I'm like, man, I need to work on that myself. I can't ask you to do it if I'm not going to do it because then I'm a hypocrite. I mean, they're not even, the synagogue leader wasn't even practicing what he preached, he was breaking the Sabbath himself. unfortunately, we got something that happened here recently with, with, with what, one of our churches. And Pastor Chuck said this, and he asked the question, When is it proper for a Christian to violate the law? Now, churches shut down, and Calvary chapels all do what Calvary chapels do because they're led by who? The, the pastor. They want to be led by the Spirit of God. And so some pastors closed. Some pastors wanted to be open but couldn't because the state wouldn't allow them. Some pastors went to court. Some pastors almost lost their buildings and and got taxed and ended up in the Supreme Court. Pastor Chuck said this. He says, when is it proper for a Christian to violate the law? When the law violates my Christian conviction. That's Chuck. When the law violates my Christian conviction, and he gives this example, in Acts chapter 5, verse 27 through 29, this is Peter. And when they had brought them, they set, set them before the, the council, and the high priest questioned them, saying, uh, We strictly charge you not to teach in this name, yet here you, uh, you have filled, filled Jerusalem with your teaching, and your intent to bring this man's blood upon us. But Peter and the apostles answered, We must obey God rather than man. Okay? Now, we were very blessed in Texas. We were allowed to stay open. We were. And, and, and unfortunately, we had one of the pastors decide that he needed to say something about this. And then the pastor from Bangor, Maine had to actually respond to him. Ken Graves. It was wrong, because the pastor that's, that's questioning the heart, the conviction that Ken Graves had to go to the Supreme Court because they couldn't even meet. They couldn't even meet outside. They were giving them trouble for everything. They ended up in the Supreme Court. They ended up winning that case. California won their case. That pastor, they ended up having to pay all the fees. All the the fees got dropped, and and then the attorney's fees had to be paid because they had a conviction that the church should be open based upon the book of Hebrews. We need to not neglect the gathering or the fellowship. That's what God put on those pastors. But we had another pastor chastise them and, and say that, that and I have to read exactly what he said because it, 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 it kind of blew me away and all. Because he says, some of us were concerned about our, 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 our rights. Some of us were concerned about our rights. Then we were about showing love to our neighbor. By complying with pandemic restrictions and guidelines assumed to know, And so he's saying, like, we... Uh, we took our rights as pastors to be able to teach the Word of God and to meet as a fellowship that we, we weren't complying with the pandemic restrictions and guidelines. But that same pastor was at a BLM movement marching. And this is the stuff that's going on. Because that's, that's hypocritical. You're telling this pastor not to, not to fight to open his church, but you're going to tell, tell him that and not just tell him that, not tell him that privately, but go out and do it publicly. And then yet there's pictures of you at a, at a uh, march. It doesn't work both ways. It doesn't work both ways. And so for us, what we need to remember is like when we see, we cannot add to the law. We can't. We can't, because then what we do is if, I, if I'm asking you to do something and I won't do it, I'm a hypocrite. And I, I won't do that. And, and and honestly, I mean, at the end of the day, I, it was handled. I mean, it was handled in love. Ken Graves' letter was in love. It, it, was, it, wasn't, it was just, hey, man, this is why we did it. This is why we did it. And, and that's the only response he has from it but the, the sad part is it's like we're too busy doing this between each other and we're missing God, we're missing the people right outside the door that need the gospel because we're too busy trying to put our convictions and our laws on other people and yet we won't follow the law ourselves we need to be careful with that we need to be careful with that Finally, we see in uh, our last little point here is a a definite answer on the Sabbath in verse 27. It says, and he said to them, the Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. So we went over Genesis chapter 2, verses 1 through 3. The Sabbath was created because God saw what he created was good and he took rest. Right. And so for us, you know, as we you can imagine as we talk about these different laws and all these things that you could keep, you could imagine the Jews would have probably been ecstatic. I'm so glad the Sabbath is over. Because you couldn't keep it. Right? You couldn't keep it. And so the Sabbath was given to man from the grace of God. And it was, it was for us to actually take rest. To take physical rest. Our bodies need rest. Right? Right? We can't put it in fifth gear all the time. Your body will shut down. Now, should you practice the Sabbath? That's on you. You know, honestly, one of the things that I've learned is I need to take rest. Y'all will see me every about four months take off to the beach. I need that. I need to spend time with my wife. I need to spend time with the kids. I need that. That's why I always tell y'all, hey, if you need a break, it's okay. It's okay. I never had nobody tell me that. And I put it in fifth gear. And I burned out. I took off like a jackrabbit. And before I knew it, my wife and them, I left them behind as I was serving. And you can get burned out very easily in ministry. But we, if, if if we if we don't take rest, even in our in our daily life, right? It's okay to it's it's okay to take rest. It's it's so you can refresh. Your body needs that rest. It's okay to slow down. Not man for the Sabbath. So, you know, one of our problems is that we will judge people for what they do, and and, and we fail to do it. So we need to be very careful when we judge people. Like if you think, well, that person should be. At church on Sunday, you don't know what's going on. I remember, I remember something my pastor said a long time ago. We had a guy that came in, and, and I mean, he slept through Joe's sermon, his whole sermon. And I was like, man, I can't believe, it. I mean, he didn't wake up the whole time. And, and Joe looked at me, and I was expecting something else. And this just goes to show wisdom. Joe looked at me and said, Mike, this may be the only place he gets peace, that he can have rest. We got to show grace. That was a big learning lesson for me. And all. It was a teaching point for me. So, if you want to keep the Sabbath, keep it. But remember, you can't keep the law because who drove, to, who, who, who drove? You drove. Did you? You went over speed limit, I bet. A little bit. I did. I know I did. I'm not going to sit here and try to. But we can't keep the law, right? We can't keep man's law. As we were coming into church, so if you want to take your Sabbath rest, if you want to take rest, you do that. But don't try to put that stumbling block in front of somebody else and say, "You got to keep the Sabbath. If you don't keep the Sabbath, you're not you're not you're, you're not holy. You can't do that." And so we live under grace. That's what Paul tells us in in Colossians chapter two, verses sixteen and seventeen. It says, "Therefore let no one pass judgment on." On you in questions of food and drink, with regard to the festivals of the new moon or the Sabbath, they are a shadow of things to come, but the substance belongs to who Christ. The substance belongs to Christ, because he was warning the people of of of, uh, of Colossi, Colossi, or Colossians, the Colossians. He was warning them and telling them. They were saying, "Well, if you keep the Sabbath." You're more religious. It brings you closer to Christ. And that's, uh uh-uh. uh. And that's what Paul was telling them. No. Don't do that. And, and we have to be careful with that too, as well. We see finally in verse 28, it says, So the Son of Man is the Lord even on the Sabbath. And so we're seeing the deity that Jesus is, is letting them know at this point as the Lord of the Sabbath. And he also says it in Luke chapter 6, verse 5. And he said to them, The Son of Man is the Lord of the Sabbath. And again in Matthew chapter 12, verse 8, it's covered in each synoptic gospel. uh, For the Son of Man is the Lord of the Sabbath. So because he is the Lord of the Sabbath, Jesus has the right and the power and authority to do what he needs to do on the Sabbath. So he determines what's lawful and unlawful. He determines what's perishable and imperishable. He makes the final call right and so one of the things that we have to do is 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 him being the lord of the sabbath the most important thing for us to remember about him being the lord of the sabbath is that we have that personal relationship with him because jesus is the sabbath we can't keep the law we can't keep it And it's more important for you to know Him on the Sabbath than to know the Sabbath. You know? And I know Christians go to church on Sunday. That's actually the beginning of the week for the Jewish culture. Um, and, and that's something that started a long time ago. And so we 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 consider Sunday to be the day of church and day of rest. And But you should have a day. Even if you work through the weekend and you're off on the weed day, you should take some time just to kind of rest and allow your body to kind of recoup as you get older when you're younger it doesn't you can just keep going but as you get older you go you turn over in the bed and you pull a cramp and cramp up or something you're like i didn't even do anything but move to get out of bed <laughs> but you need rest your body needs rest and and so you know that's one thing i i pray as as y'all learn about the sabbath i know when we look at this as something that we need to we need to look at so do you practice it or not that's that's all on you and so what is our application so i love it when jesus answers the religious leaders with the word of god so how do you use the word of god to guide your life throughout the day when you're pressed when you're having to handle a situation, when something's going on, do you go to God's Word? Because that's what Jesus did. Jesus went to the Word of God. And so it's, it's easy for people to stand up for anything today. We know that, right? People will stand up for anything. Right or wrong, they just stand up. Because they want to be heard. But it, when we stand up as believers, okay, when we stand up as believers, we need to stand with the Word of God. Okay, and look, I—all this stuff and and whatever happens, happens. I mean, people, pastors get upset, and these things happen. It's it's it's. One leads the church the way that they're being led. The other leads the church the way they're being led. We stayed open up until the point we we had we had some members that passed away from COVID, and 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 we closed for a period. Uh, For those guys that were mourning their wives, and so I mean I'm sure people could go well Why'd you close or Why'd you do that? That's how the Lord led led Joe, and that's how the Lord leads Ken, you know. And I forget the name of the pastor. I'm trying to remember his name. The one that's in uh, in California that went through all that crazy. They almost lost their home. What was that? MacArthur. Yeah. MacArthur got John MacArthur got popped too they, they almost lost their, their buildings yeah. but they were being led by God's word they were being led by the Holy Spirit and they were being convicted by what God was giving them and what they should do and so we need to remember that uh, I, that doesn't mean you just go into a city council meeting and raise Cain and go well God is behind it's like you know we need to remember we're supposed to be peacemakers we say look and this is the other thing i see a lot of people going to school board meetings and and losing their minds and the thing is as believers we can say what we need to say with love with truth with god's word and with respect and walk away and not have to sit and argue with nobody because once god's word is it goes out it's not going to return boy that's what we need to remember so if you go to a city council meeting and you start and they have to drag you out of there or something. That's not a good witness for the Lord. So we need to remember that. Be led by the Lord. Romans chapter 13, verses 1 and 2. This is a very important one for us. Let every person be subject to the governing authorities. For there is no authority except from God. And those that exist have been instituted by God. Therefore, whoever resists the authorities, resists what God has appointed. And those who resist will incur judgment. Second, do you think... Others are too legalistic, but you're not? (laughs) That's a deep question you can't answer today. You need to spend some time on Sunday with that one. Because, I mean, we can be. I think, honestly, if we're honest with ourselves, we are all legalistic in certain things. In certain things we can. But just think about your house. You like having stuff in a certain place, right? And when you go to find it, it's not there. You're like, well, who moved it? What did you I do this to the kids. I know he's, <laughs> I do this all the time. So for me, yeah, I can be that way. And so we tend to judge others by what? Our standard. And, and, and we're not supposed to be doing that. And so uh, a lot of times what we'll do is we'll judge somebody else's sin and go, man, look at what they're doing. And you're not actually, you're not actually dealing with the stuff that you have going on in your life. That needs to be dealt with. Matthew chapter 6, verse 16 says, And when you fast, do not look gloomy. Right? Legalistic, like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces. Uh, their fasting may be seen by others. Truly, I say to you, they have received their reward. And remember, if you want to read about the freedom in Christ, read Galatians chapter 5. We have freedom in Christ. Okay? You have freedom in Christ. If I get in your car and you got yacht rock on, it won't bother me. I'm not going to blow a gasket. I mean, it's, we have freedom in Christ. Don't, don't be legalistic. Put your convictions on somebody else. All right, uh, last one. Should I practice the Sabbath? That's up to you. I'm going to read to you what Hebrews chapter 4, verses 9 through 10 says. So then there remains a Sabbath rest for the people of God. Whoever has entered God's rest all, has also rested from his works as God did from his. And so remember, Sabbath rest, established. it gives you a day of rest. It's a day of, of, of recalibrating, refresh, and, and renewing. And, and remember, you have freedom, uh, the freedom to practice it or not practice it. I realize this thing's been moving the whole time. Right, Court? Mm-hmm. Yep. And so, you know, it's up to you if you want to practice the Sabbath. But don't, if you decide to, don't go around telling everybody you need to be living the Sabbath, man. You should be. It's Friday. You should be shutting down, and you shouldn't be doing anything on on Saturday. You know, that's that's you putting your convictions on somebody else, and we don't want to do that. Next week, we're going to see how <laughs> Jesus is going to go straight to the synagogue and heal somebody in the Sabbath, and so he's going to turn it up a little bit on the religious leaders so uh let's pray uh father god we thank you so much for today we do thank you for uh just being able to be here we do pray we pray for a uh, unity within the pastors we pray for unity within the calvary chapels we pray for those churches that are coming back lord that you open the doors and you bring the people back and and lord don't if one opened and the other didn't if one had masks and the other didn't let's not get into all that let's just focus on living for you and sharing the gospel i pray for the churches here in divine that they would start seeing their people return i pray for you that are watching online i thank you for being able to do that but i also pray that one day you come visit us and if you're not near us get plugged into a church that teaches the the bible verse by verse and chapter by chapter lord knows there's calvary chapels everywhere and so, Father God, we thank you so much. We pray for the marriages. We pray for rest. We pray for rest. You know, we can, we can all work. I, I, that's one thing Americans are, are, are known for is, is, is putting in the work and, and not resting. And so I pray that, that we can all come to a place of rest and, and, and rest with you and, and look at the things that you've done in our lives, the things that you got us through this week. i thank you lord i i you know we're really blessed we truly are to have family around us to have kids around us to to have a church that we can attend lord you bless us and and i pray that we would take time to 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 worship you and and um and, and just realize what a what a blessing it is to follow you and that we have freedom in christ and um we couldn't keep the ball. We thank you and we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Alright, uh, Wednesday night, Nehemiah chapter 10. We're almost done with Nehemiah. we only got three more chapters left. I'm debating. We're probably going to do Calvary Chapel distinctives because I I know we got people that are watching online. I know we have people. I just think it's one of those books that's important for us to go back over every once in a while. Um, and you're probably going, well, when did you do it? Because we're a new church. But... That's, that's the other reason why, is I want to do it. But it, we'll, instead of trying to do two chapters at a time, we'll probably do a chapter at a time go through it. I'll make sure all of you get books. And, um, and, and so that way you understand, especially if you're watching online, if you don't know what Chal- Calvary Chapel is and what, what our distinctives are, like we believe in the pre-tribulation and uh, we believe in the priority of the Word and, and uh, to be led by the Spirit, uh and and so we'll go into all those things but we're almost done with nehemiah and uh, remember if you need anything calvarydivine.org you can submit a prayer request on there Uh, the worship lyrics are on there Uh, the devotionals on there all the teachings are on there so if you if you want it you you don't have to watch me i know my voice is probably just as bad i would watch i would do the audio but if you want to if you want to listen to it you can do it online as well so calvarydivine.org i hope you'll have A day of rest today. Uh, Take some time and just, man, worship God and and think of the things that He's blessed you with today. Uh, And if you go, I I haven't been blessed by anything, you're awake um, and you're breathing, and and that's a blessing. And so God bless y'all. I hope you have a a wonderful Sunday. God bless. Thank you so much. That was Pastor Michael Petit from Calvary Divine, Texas. Remember, if you need to get more information on the church, you can do that at calvarydivine.org. God bless.